0: Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now let's get on with the program. This, this, this is the one holiday that I really like, man. I really like this holiday, and people always mess it up. So, what we're gonna do is go through what I have discovered for me and hopefully for a lot of other people. What I have discovered works well for getting your resolutions in order and making them real. If you're not familiar with who I am, my name is Mr. Benja. I'm a lifelong creative. And I'm starting this podcast called Creativity Threads Life. I am known as a creative. I created video games for several years, thirteen, I'll say, say about thirteen years. I created video games professionally. I was a programmer and a designer. Worked for a Rockstar Games, worked for 3DO, worked for Sony Santa Monica, and a couple other spots. But now I am out doing other random things: hosting art shows, consulting. Doing some behind-the-scenes development, doing some background work, design, graphic design here and there, and helping things happen, man. I'm also running the show versus business podcast. But in 2024, I wanted to start something new. It's a podcast called Creativity Threads Life. And I started. I started on this podcast after I started on Threads last year, last year, a couple days ago, after I started on Threads last year, right? And I really liked the vibe of it. It had a very creative vibe, a sense of community. It wasn't as, it was new and fresh and hadn't had the chance to spoil like other platforms have. Now, it's definitely not perfect. It's still new. A lot of people don't understand how to get on there and have conversations in the Threads way, and they're upset with it. But nevertheless, I found a good home there. I found a good bunch of people to talk to and a bunch of people to work with and a bunch of people to, in general, be social with my media with. So I started this Threads account, been knocking on it, and a lot of the discussions there, I realized I wanted to go deeper than just the the basic, right? I just wanted wanted to go a little deeper than the normal. I'm just going to drop a a comment. I'm going to drop a post. I'm going to make a few statements. I'm going to make a four-part thread at the most. I wanted to connect what I was saying there with what I was saying with the real world. So I started this thing, Creativity Threads Life. And it's going well for me. I have a couple episodes up already just to kind of tease them out, get my flow going. But now I'm going to start getting into this more and more often which means showing up here many nights of the week, several nights of the week. I guess you say seven. That's almost all of them, several nights. But I'll be here quite often doing the whole thing and talking with you about creativity because I believe that creativity is one of the fundamental aspects of life, and it's largely been taken away from us. It's been supplanted by consumerism, by just being lax, lackadaisical nature of everything, A a very apathetic drive. And I want to bring back the whole idea of creativity where you're creating something. And it doesn't have to be a fancy painting. It doesn't have to be a work of art. Hey, maybe you're creating a good after-school program. Maybe you're creating a healthy household. Maybe you're creating a beautiful lawn, right? You're a landscaper. You're just creating a beautiful lawn. Whether you're creating a social media presence or whatever. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're creating, I think that you can definitely enrich your life by engaging yourself more in the creative art. And I still don't mean that in the sense of the arts. I mean that in the sense of taking something and moving it, taking nothing and moving it into something, taking something and moving it into something greater, taking what was unformed and forming it into something, going from entropy to order, from chaos to process. What I want to do here is study creativity on a pretty general level, but I'm going to be covering a lot of topics that I personally enjoy video games. As, as I said, you to be a game developer, comic books, comic movies, sci-fi, the social media landscape. We'll definitely be getting into the arts of marketing, sales, branding, promotions, advertising, and some of the dark arts, right? But in the meantime, I'm just going to take this one day at a time. I'm going to take this one step at a time and see if we can create something interesting. And of course, beginning of the new year, and honestly, New Year's is my favorite holiday. It it really is. I I get a chance to stop, reflect, uh, learn from what I did in the past year, and actually challenge myself to do things in the new year, as well as I get to act brand new on people. I get to try out some crazy things, get to be a little different, get to come out with some weirdness that you're probably gonna be unex- you're just like wait what's he talking about why is he like this who is this guy what the hell am i listening to i guess you get a little weird because at the beginning of the new year you can always blame it on well he's trying out a, something for the new year and they kind of expect you to go away they kind of expect you to stop doing whatever you think you're doing and they kind of expect everything to go back to normal but it's the new year so they give you a pass and then around february march april they kind of see you're still sticking with it and they might get a little annoyed. You know, they'll say, okay, that was cute back then in January 1st, but, you know, now it's now it's March 17th. You better, you better tighten up. I don't know what you think you're doing. And they get a little upset, but they're so used to it from the past three months that they let it go anyway. And your resolution stands. So that's why I like resolutions. It's time for me to be creative. It's time for me to build. Time for me to grow. Time to do cool things. So, yeah, as I said before, I messed this podcast up podcast recording up earlier but i'm definitely going to get back into it and maybe we'll get a a scheduled time i don't have a scheduled time right now but i'll start scheduling a time for these and we'll see how it goes number or just say what date it is i'll just drop the date number whatever because we may renumber these this is the creative Threads life podcast for january 2nd 2024 Coming with a special New Year's episode where I'm going to be going over making your resolutions real. Because people seem to think they're fake. People seem to think that they really don't do anything and they treat New Year's as if you're throwing a rock in a well or a penny in a lake and making a wish. That is not what resolutions are about. There are four stages to resolutions that I want to get into. But you got to understand that you need to understand that resolutions themselves, that the idea of a resolution is not some magical fairy thing. And it's not just mashing the I want to do it button either. It's a state of mind, a state of being that you need to get into to conquer your fears, your insecurities, your hangups. To get over these things that were holding you back, to overcome these obstacles and make resolutions that actually move you forward year by year. I've been doing this for quite some time now and people are always, I don't want to say shocked, but they're always surprised that I, yes, I actually say stuff, stick to it and get through it when I when I want to. And the when I want to part is important because there's a lot of desire and you know, on one end and then having no desire, just talking about stuff on the other. But we are here to actually make things work. We are here to actually have action, not just, not just, uh, you know, empty words, not just platitudes, not just things we write on our whiteboard or in a journal to make ourselves feel better. We're going to get into the real nitty of it. And maybe I'll sit here about an hour, maybe 45 minutes or so. And we'll go over this thing. But first, this idea that resolutions aren't real. So you're probably in one of two camps where you assume resolutions are are built up to be this magical thing like wishing upon a star or there is something special about the new year and, you know, that astronomy and astrology have brought together to change things for the better as long as you believe in them. You may think that if you want, but that's not what I'm concerned with because that is not where I believe, that is not where I'm going to be explaining the power of resolutions from. That's not the point of view I'm coming from. So there's the metaphysical side of it. Now, there is truth to putting your mind to something, thinking about working something out, and building a a solid reasoning for yourself
1: that works to make a resolution. But on the general face of it, this is not about
0: a magical incantation of some sort that works on January 1st. And I didn't think anyone thought like that until I heard someone say, there's nothing special about January 1st. If you make a wish on that day, nothing's going to happen. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My favorite holiday, slow down. What does any of that have to do with what I'm about to do?
1: And then they kind of huffed and puffed and walked off all mad. I think. But they didn't expect that. They expected to be coddled
0: or, you know, they did the old shoulder rub like, oh, yes, you're okay just the way you are. I mean, you're okay as a human just the way you are, but you're not okay if you're stagnant the way you are. You're not okay if you're staying the same the way you are. You have to be pushing forward towards something. Otherwise, you are, by definition, dying. Being stagnant, staying the same, just existing the ho-hum life
1: is being stagnant. That is death. And I don't deal with it. I deal with life. And that's where my idea of resolutions come from.
0: So now people on the other side of the equation thinking that a resolution is a time to, you know, write something crazy on the board, listen to motivational tapes and say, listen, I'm going to lose five pounds. I'm going to run 10 miles every morning. I'm going to make $20,000 in four weeks, all from, um, you know, selling, selling popcorn on the side of the highway, whatever you do. Somebody's got some silly thing that they're
1: coming up with. But those are all actions. And they don't fit the equation.
0: I know some of you are saying, why, why wouldn't actions lead you anywhere? Well, sure, they do. But they have nothing to do with who you are. They're an external measure. Say, well, if you do, you know, run five miles every day and you get up at a certain time, you will. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure your body will change your perceptions will change. Right. But what I'm getting at is that's not the key. And I can tell you, it's not the key because a lot of people just, it just doesn't work for them. Making resolutions in that way with the complete external factoid number on a wall method, it just doesn't work for a lot of people. And and that's what I want to explore a little bit. Where can we get to a place where we have elements of the magical, mystical and elements of the physical numerical that actually work for you because that's the important part does whatever you're doing work
1: for you because no matter what we're talking about you know you'll come with a lot of uh, you'll find a lot of people
0: spouting information well you just need to write it down if you write it down you know how much stuff i've written down that hasn't come true exactly you've done it too you've written stuff down and then later on you throw that piece of paper away and say that was stupid So what I want to do is give you a whole different framework. And I said, there are four basic steps to it, but I want to give you a whole different framework for thinking about resolutions and getting the change that you want to see. And the early part of the year is a very good time for it because it's fresh in your mind. You've kind of started and you're looking at all of that, all the things that have to happen in the year coming around to the next Christmas, going back through Thanksgiving, Halloween, the summertime, back into spring, All the all the festivals and cons that happen throughout the summer and springtime, then leading back up into late winter, getting into you know March, getting into February, and of course leading back to now. You start thinking all the way through the year. But what I want you to do is think about today, not yesterday, not tomorrow. You're thinking about today. So when you start coming up with all these ideas in your head about getting a result, I want you to know you're already not on the right path. am say, not on the right path? What are you talking about? I'm supposed to envision a result and get there, right? Let me make a little clarification here. Let me, let me do a little bit of nuantic dance here. Bring a little nuance into the discussion. By the way, I will make up words at will. I care not what you think. I understand grammar. I don't care for a lot of it and change it at will. So nuantic is going to be a word. Nuantic. I like that better. So we're going to make some um nuantic thoughts about the new year. Um, so you got this new year, right? And you say you want a result. You say, hey, listen, I wanna, I wanna get into these pants, I wanna lose five pounds, I wanna lose 10 pounds, I wanna get this much money, I want to have a better relationship with my kids. And you start coming up with all these external things that you write on a whiteboard or you write down somewhere. And those are fine. They're fine because you have to start somewhere. So yes, write those things down, put them into the universe, put them down on paper, think about them. But then that'll be your rough draft because they're going to change. They should change. And the reason they're going to change is because you don't know what you're talking about. Most times when you come up with a resolution, you don't know what you're talking about and they need to be adjusted. Anybody who's worked in corporate America knows that some guy five levels up comes out with the Microsoft Project Gantt chart and says, yeah, you should be done by this time. And then everybody screams and scrambles trying to figure out what they're going to do. And it, you never end up on the right time. You're either way too early and you spent too many resources and or you have too many resources remaining and it's not up to par, or maybe you couldn't get it all done in time and you're late on the schedule. You don't have enough resources instead of too many resources. This happens to real people too. So we don't have to look at corporate America to figure this out. You can just look at yourself.
1: And based on the people that have talked, your resolutions are failing for some reason. There are many reasons
0: why they would. And I have a lot of them written down. If you're if you here for my New Year's Eve epic stream, I went through about 60 resolution problems pretty quickly. But if you've got an, if you've got an idea of something, an idea, just start with an idea of a better life, an, an improvement into your environment, a way of change that moves you in the positive direction, positive direction for you, not what somebody else says, for you. If you've got some inkling, some idea, then that's what you start with. And you write that down. Sure. It's probably going to start out very external or very internal and vague. Internal and vague is like, I'm going to be a better person. External and vague and external and uh, incorrect is like, I'm going to lose 25 pounds by December, whatever. It is fine to have those. And here's where I'm going to get in trouble. But I would just want to offer a better way. Let me say, what could be better than being Specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely, which is your SMART goals. I'll get on SMART goals later, but just want you to think about this. And I'll bring up the points as we go along. So, follow on. I, I don't have time to debunk the whole thing. I'll just, as I bring up points, you'll understand that why I'm bringing this point up is to debunk that common thought. So, but I don't want to get into debunking everything right off the bat. But those are myths, yes, that you need to have something extremely specific that might get you started, but oftentimes it just, you set it in a mirror every day for for
1: three months. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah, there, there there are an enormous number of reasons
0: why your resolutions didn't work. But understand, let me, let, I, we got to get that started. Understand, you have to have a, an idea. An idea where you want to go. A trajectory. First thing you have to have. First of these four steps. You have to have a reason. And we'll get into what a reason, what a... Well, I, I, won't, I won't spoil it here, but you need to have a, start with a reason. Someone says they just want to be healthier. That's not very much of a reason. It's kind of a a vague, wouldn't it be nice if statement. But it doesn't does that doesn't really bring change. That doesn't do anything. And I said on the more specific side, if someone says, instead of I want to be a better person, it's like I want to, I want to meet up with 16 I want to get 16 new close friends next week. Like 16 new close friends by next week. Okay, I guess so. But what does that mean? See, both of these sides, and these are coming from the two major types of people who engage
1: in resolutions in the past or on the future now. What both of these lack is a reason.
0: And I didn't say a why, I said a reason. If you just have a why, you know, you want to get healthier, why? Well, my, every, my, uh, my, my family's coming in town and my uncle's going to see me. And he always he always says something about how chubby I am. So I want to get healthier. I was like, okay, that's better. That's a little more of a reason. And you start writing down all these
1: little factoids about what's going to take you to that next level. What's going to move you forward?
0: Or you start looking at that, okay, why did I write down I need to have, well, let's keep, let's, let's stick with the, the health and weight examples. And so many people do that one. It's like, why do I need to have, why do I need to run this much? Why do I need to run four miles and go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a whole year? Why do I need to have that? And it's like, well, to get healthier, to get more in shape, because I said I was going to last year. Because if I can do that, then I'll probably lose four pounds. And then if I do that, I'll probably be in better shape and I'll look better and I can go to the, I can go to the dance and the club and, you know, pick up more, more people. It'll be great. And that's how I'll get my 16 friends or whatever. It just starts to become this, you're just picking numbers out of the sky. It doesn't mean anything once again. So you got to start asking yourself that second question. Okay, well, why am I going to the gym? Uh, Get healthier. Yeah, yeah. But why are you? What's, what does your
1: what does your soul what does your your internal version of you care about? You can't just have a reason that you don't care about. You need to have a reason that you
0: care or something about. My example was, I was running up. Um, I was taking a walk. And I decided to take a shortcut. I wanted to see if you could get between these. Instead of going all the way around the block using the sidewalk, I wanted to see if I could cut between these buildings. I saw there was some grass and, you know, nobody, it wasn't like uh, somebody's backyard or anything, but it was just this little path and walkway between one side of the block and the other. And I was like, well, let me see if I can just walk through. So as I started walking through, I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool little area. And then I saw, a series of steps with some planters on them. And the planters were, I'd say like three feet high. And I thought to myself, okay, this is good, this is good. I can uh, I can just cut through here, run up those stairs, jump over the planters, and then I'll be on the other side. And it'll be great. Cut out some time, did a little adventure, it'll be great. So I got a running start, cause I needed to run up the first couple steps. And then I need to jump over this planter. So I started jogging. And even at the beginning of the jog, I felt my feet weren't, weren't pushing me along the way I wanted them to. And I felt my legs were a little, a little tight. So yeah, I, I, I ran, bounded up a couple of the steps. And then when I took the last jump to jump over one of these planters so I could get to the other side, I hit my shin on the concrete edge of the planter,
1: rolled across the plants, through the dirt, and made a fool of myself.
0: Not, nobody was watching. But I was like, that was foolish. Not because I shouldn't have done it, but because I thought that I still had the, the ability to run, bound up those steps, and then leap over. This three foot planter, was it three feet? Well, yeah. I wanted to get it in a single jump, but it didn't work out. Hit my shin, rolled through the dirt. Probably, I didn't kill the plants, but they, you know, they got rolled over a little bit. I jumped up, grabbed my leg. I wasn't too hurt. Limped through the plants, and uh, ended up walking down the street much at a much slower pace. My my heart was beating, my chest was constrained couldn't breathe as much as I wanted to I was sweating a little just from that little jog and jump up the steps and I was like man being in video games has made me weak I mean nothing about video games in particular there are a lot of fit guys in the video game development industry actually but but this game developer was not fit at the time so I started Running through all these thoughts in my head like okay gosh what just, what just happened? what went on with me? why did I want to do that? why did I think I could? why am I so upset
1: that I couldn't? why am I why am I not mad that my my clothes are dirty but I'm mad that I'm sweating? why am I not mad that I could have fractured my shin
0: and why am I more worried that my you know my my legs weren't were weak and this was a bit of an identity i wouldn't say crisis but it was just a shock to my identity i was like hold on man i was a two-time winner of the presidential physical fitness award in elementary
1: school this is terrible i played flag football I was, uh, you know, I was going back to my high school
0: days, like, this ain't right. I, I should be able to do this. Now, a lot of people will jump in at this point and just give up. Their, their thoughts give up. And they say, well, I'm just old. Well, I'm just not that person anymore. Well, I don't work out, so I don't have the right diet. Or, you know, that planter was pretty high. They start coming up with excuses instead of reasons. You need a reason to do something, not an excuse to avoid something. So I started, I took this to heart. I said, all right, I need a reason now.
1: I shouldn't be this person. I shouldn't be, be, I shouldn't run up of, But um, I, I bounded up those steps and was tired. My, my legs were a little
0: weak. And I was like, this is terrible. This was, is this was about a decade ago or longer. Uh, Yeah, about about a decade ago. A little under a decade ago. So yeah, um, wasn't feeling great about it. Really mad at myself. And I used that anger. Actually, this is where I advise focusing on the negative. When you're trying to figure out a reason to go to the positive, it is okay to acknowledge the negative. Look at the bad things. Don't dwell on them and don't try to completely ignore them and say they don't exist. Just acknowledge them, acknowledge that feeling, and then deal with it. So I'm limping and I'm walking, and it's not like a limping something broken, but yeah, my leg was a little, little throbbing, a little hurt. It was bruised a little bit. But that didn't matter to me. I was just upset that I couldn't do something that I really thought I should be able to do. And then I started coming up with the with, with bullet points of my, my, my current shape as of why I wasn't doing that. I'm like, look, you drive too much. You should be walking to these locations. Look, you're eating like a, you're eating like a pig. You're, you're eating a bunch of snacks. You're not eating food that's going to work for you in the future and I started to think about all the things that I was doing that were keeping me from my goal of being not, I I didn't even have like a a fit goal in mind. I didn't have a pant size. I didn't say I was going to lose a certain number of pounds. Didn't say I was going to be in the gym for, for however long, you know, I I did the gym thing before, so that was fine. But, but now I had a reason. Now I had a reason. I'm not going to be that chunk. If some kid comes running I want to be able to jump up the stairs and jump over the planter. I just want that freedom of mobility. I didn't want to ever feel scared of running upstairs because I'd get my, I'd get tired, you know, I'd get the wind knocked out of me from a, from a failing attempt at hopping a planter. That just seemed, that just seemed silly to me. Totally, totally messed with my identity. Didn't like it. Terrible. But I held on to that intentionally so I could properly acknowledge it and start finding out things
1: I could do. And that's just an example of finding a reason. First step, you got to find a reason. In the real
0: world, preferably. Not just something that sounds nice. Not just something you're going to write on a
1: whiteboard. Something that will have a real world consequence. Something that will be remarkable to you. When I say
0: remarkable, I mean that literally. like It will cause a remark through some person or something. That will make a, a, a solid acknowledgement of your progress. That's remarkable. But you have to have a reason. And that reason has to be real with real world implications. Now, what do I mean by real world implications? You can't just say you're going to get healthier. Sure, that's something you can say, and that's probably a good thing to have. But let's quantify that a little bit.
1: What is the real world meaning of that? Um, If you want
0: to simply be able to say, I go to the gym every day, that's not a very strong reason. But if you want to be able to say, I'm more fit than anybody in my development team, maybe work with a team of developers, and you're all kind of in bad shape. If you can say to yourself, Listen, we have a bad look. I want to lead us out of it. I am going to clearly be the most fit person in this development group. That's a good reason. Shows competition, social order. You may be having some thoughts of status on your mind. Lots of different
1: reasons. But starting with the reason is a great way to go. Maybe you're,
0: maybe you want your you really do want to be around for your kids. I know a lot of older people have this problem when they run across a health ailment and they realize their children are too young to really interact with them in the way they want. So they really start thinking like, oh gosh, if I can't make it 10 more years, I won't be able to see my son graduate from high school. And high school graduation may be the most important thing to you. Like in, in your life, it just may mean something really important to you. Not to anybody else, not to some, not to some construction paper thermostat you've got on the wall to chart your progress.
1: I'm talking about something that actually means something to you in your life. If you don't have a reason, come up with one. Come up with something. If it if it takes you too long, and you only have a weak
0: reason. Just leave it on that sheet of paper, leave it on your whiteboard and come back to it later and see if you can come up with a better reason. As you go through life and you're thinking about a reason to get fit or a reason to get more money or a reason to get into a relationship or whatever, you just need to have it on your mind. It will refine itself if you keep hammering at it, but get that reason. That's step one. And I spend a little more time on that because it's definitely important to have that first step of getting a reason together, whatever that reason means to you.
1: Now, the second step is you're going to try to resolve your reason, your reasoning. Now, a second ago, I mentioned having excuses.
0: A little while ago, I mentioned having excuses, and I want to make I should make the separation between a reasoning reasoning and an excuse right now. When someone gives you an excuse, they're making a justification for not doing something. As opposed to a reason why they did or why something happened the way it did. Because once you give an excuse, you're you're shaking your hands clear of the whole situation. And like, well, you can't blame me for, you can't, and it's like, whatever, that's not, that's not helping you. That's, that's making you stay in the same place that you
1: already are. If you have a, res- a reason, or there's a reasoning behind what you're doing, now we're getting somewhere. Say, look, why didn't you make it to work on time? Say, well, the traffic was, excuse.
0: The reason you didn't make it to work on time was because you were unable to navigate the traffic
1: and get there in time. Now, if you were really worried about getting to work on time,
0: you would have checked Google, Google Maps earlier in the day. You would have gotten up earlier. You would have seen that maybe something was wrong or maybe the accident came out of nowhere. Well, how, how, how long does an accident take to, to resolve if, you, if you're looking at the traffic data? Half hour? Leave for work a half hour earlier. Maybe you can't do that, or maybe you shouldn't do that, or maybe you don't want to. Well, then your reason is I don't want to spend that time. I don't want to spend that time planning. I want to be at home, or I want to do whatever else. But don't make an excuse out of it. Don't try to excuse yourself or justify. So make sure you're not making excuses when you're building your reasoning. And I want to stop and mention that because what's going to happen in the next step of trying to resolve your reasoning? is you're going to come up with a couple problems. You're going to come up with conflicts of interest, internal conflicts that need to get resolved. Like I need to go to the gym every morning, but in the mornings, I'd like to relax and sip on tea. What am I going to do? You have to resolve these things. Something has to get let go. Something has to get put to the side. Something has to get prioritized and something has to get deprioritized. Something has to get worked on and something else has to be
1: left alone. Possibly to rot away if you don't cut it off manually yourself. You're going to have to make choices. You're going to have to resolve some things.
0: Because the variables in your life all need to come to balance and you need to learn what it is to resolve something. Because once you resolve something, And you've got a problem, at least in your head for the moment, you've got a certain problem solved, you've resolved it, you've boiled it down to its essence, and you know what you need to do, then you come to the third state, which is a resolution. If you've come to a resolution, then you have a complete working set of guidelines that is going to take you somewhere that you have a good reason to go.
1: If you have a resolution, that means you have become resolute. You have taken reasons, you resolve them,
0: and now you're at a resolute state because you have a resolution. If you are in mentally a resolute state, it's not just that you decided or you puffed your chest up and said, I'm going to do 500 pushups a day. That's not a resolution. That's a statement of hot air. A resolution is coming to that decision in your head where you say, listen, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but I am going to push towards that desired endpoint. Maybe you start doing push-ups and you realize your wrists are hurting. Your resolution is going to do one of two things. Or one of a couple things. It's either going to give up, which you don't want to do, or you find something else to do. Now, this is why I said a resolution isn't just writing some numbers on the board. Because anybody can do that. That's not a resolution. A resolution is actually coming to that decision. So you said you're going to do all these push-ups, and you start doing them, and your wrists start hurting. Now what? Does that mean you've broken your resolution because your wrist started hurting and you failed and you can't do it anymore? No, your resolution was not to reach some certain number, some arbitrary figment of your imagination, a metric that may or may not be worth anything to you, a value that you can't control because you thought you could do 500 pushups, but you can only get around to 37 before your wrists start hurting. What are you going to do? You might have to do bench press. You might have to do pull-ups in order to get the type of shape that you want while your wrists take time to catch up with the rest of you. You see what I'm saying? You might have to do something a little different than you thought you would do to make it to where you want to be. Because in any journey, you'll never know the entire path. You barely even know the path of getting from where you are to work. You may have to stop go around something there may be a parade going on you may have to take somebody else's car you may have to stop for gas somebody may call you and say hey you forgot something at the house
1: you may have to turn back around you have your general trajectory even for something as simple as getting to work
0: now if there's something more complex and you generally are complex because you don't have a simple reason reasons come from a lot of variables internally But once you start resolving them, coming to a resolution, you'll realize that, you know what? This is not quite working out. Maybe I need to think about my reasoning again. Why am I doing this again? Right. Okay. That's still valid. If that's still valid, then you go back to how you're resolving this again. It's like, okay, I don't have a gym membership, but I do have a floor so I can do push ups. Okay but the push-ups are hurting my wrist. So what else can I do? I can do sit-ups. Okay, but then my back starts hurting. Okay, now I need to start thinking, I still have a good reason, but the way I was trying to resolve this situation with the resources that I have isn't
1: working out for me. So what do I do next? What do I do next? Then you start thinking to yourself, all right, I've got a jump rope. A jump rope is cheap, doesn't need me to go to
0: the gym. I can just go in the backyard and start jumping rope. My legs have always worked great. I don't get any pains when I jump rope. It'll get me started. So now you have a resolution maybe to keep moving sometime during the day. So you resolve to yourself, yes, I'm going to keep moving sometime during the day. You may slip and not make every day, but then you may go hard, you know, twice a day and do something three times a day especially if you're doing something like push-ups, you may need to break that up into different pieces so you don't do them all at once. You may need to break them up into different sets, some in the morning, some in the afternoon, some at night. What I'm saying is you're going to continually go back to this reasoning and resolve state and then seeing if your resolution still stands. But if you think of resolutions as something on a whiteboard, like, well, you know, I'm want to go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. And then, yeah, yeah. It, schedule all you want but remember the real world the resolution that you're trying to make in the real world may not may not work for that so that's not your resolution your resolution is to get on a path that causes
1: that reasoning that you thought of to work out with the resolve that you've made you got your resolution. um,
0: And that may seem like a little bit of a vague definition for resolution because it really didn't define a resolution, but it's getting in that resolved state where you are now of a resolute nature where someone can't
1: shake your foundation. If you go out to eat
0: and you resolve to be a, a healthier individual, whatever that means, however you define it.
1: You do whatever you do. If you said, listen, I made a resolution that I was going to be
0: able to run up a flight of stairs without getting winded, without getting sweaty, and without falling yeah. over. If that was your resolution, I want to be able to be this thing. If I am this thing, that I should be able to do this. You can phrases of like that too. I want to be this, and I need to be able to do this to prove it. That's a a good way of framing a resolution. Where if I call myself fit, I want to be able to run up a flight of stairs without getting winded. That's all I want to be able to do. So you get to school, there's a flight of stairs, run up it. You're winded, you're not done. Run up it the next day. Someone offers, you go out to eat, somebody offers you fried chicken sandwich, say no. I will have the grilled chicken
1: sandwich. Get away from me with all that shit. It's like, all right. Started to take a step forward. And I need to sneeze. I shoot. Oh, that's terrible. Oh man, I am allergic to talking about uh, some nonsense. Anyway, uh, back to what I was saying. So yeah, you've gotten your you're in a resolute
0: state. And you can tell when someone's in a resolute state because they have a hard time accepting your your nonsense and your BS for too long. And when I say your nonsense and your BS is your way of doing things, your way of seeing the world that doesn't fit their resolute nature anymore. So you ever try to give a kid that's been babied for far too long, you try to give that kid a bottle and the kid pushes it away and wants the cup. That kid has resolved that Hey, look, I'm, I'm old enough. Give me the cup, the kid says. I don't want that bottle anymore. I'm a grown kid.
1: That kid has resolved something within himself or herself or theirself. The kid's resolved something.
0: And has just kind of come to a decision. I mean, if they get thirsty, they may go ahead and drink from the bottle or whatever.
1: But you can tell that decision's there. It's like, all right, I'm gonna let this one slide. But, you know, I want that cup same thing with you you should get to a point where it's like all right i might not be able to run up all those steps but i can run up the first the first four i'm coming for you steps and hopefully you have a good reason once
0: again i don't know if just being able to run up the stairs is good enough of a reason for you but that really messed with my identity so that became my reason I wasn't worried about looking good for anybody. All I knew was that if I was out somewhere and there were a bunch of stairs, I wanted to be able to run up. And it's come up quite a bit too. You're at a football game or a basketball game and you know, you got some seats, need to run up a couple stairs, boom, boom, boom. I want to run up the stairs fast. The hot dog man is up the stairs, boom, boom, boom. I want to be up there to meet him. I want to come back down happy, not, not sweating and breathing hard. I go to, if an elevator is taking too long, I just want to be able to run up the stairs and not be sweaty when the other people open up the elevator doors and I'm already up there chilling.
1: It became a thing for me. I can't totally explain it, but it was a thing. Had to be able to do that. People with a resolute nature. And that's what you need. Not just some empty
0: platitude or some some promise to yourself that has no no weight. You're not making a promise to yourself when you just say, "Well, you know, I'm going to do this, I can do that. I don't care what you can do, I don't care what you will what you say you will do. I care that you've become resolute. That you resolve something and you have that you have a reasoning behind it. That's to me getting to that resolute state, that is a resolution. I spent enough time on this because I wanted to really nail that home. The way you're thinking about resolutions is probably not solid, and this is going to take more than one day. By the way, you're not just going to write on your whiteboard on January second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth or whatever one thing, and it stay the same. You're going to need to adjust it, tweak it, work it a little bit to where it makes sense for you, where all the four steps work out. And speaking of the four steps, there's step number four. You need to get to a place of rebirth where you're essentially a different person. Now we change all the time, and we like to say that oh, I'm the same person or I don't change or, you know, I'm still me. Yeah, yeah, I I get you. I I understand that. I'm not trying to confuse that.
1: But when you hit the rebirth stage, you've you've switched gears completely. And people will know it.
0: You'll know it. Your environment will know it. But you've had a rebirth when you hold on to your resolution hard enough. You may not have actually reached the
1: point that you want to get to. By setting your your resolution, you may not have even gotten there, and you'll go through a rebirth. How does that work? So let's say, let's say you're working on getting healthier. I'll just stick with this example because so many people are on it. Some people are probably in the gym. Hopefully, if you're in the gym, you're listening. group of friends.
0: This is the thing you do. You go out, you eat with all your friends, you all start talking it up and you're happy and having fun. Every time you're out with your friends, you start eating like a pig. Anything that comes in front of your plate, you're eating it. Your friend from college reaches over the table, he hands you, he hands you a plate and he's like, you got to try this. You eat that too. Then you order drinks. Then afterwards, you go to another
1: bar, you order some more drinks there. You're getting fat as a house. You don't care. You say, well, I'll go work out in the morning.
0: On the way home, you're a little tired. You stop by, get a coffee. Might as well get a donut while you're at it. You make it home. Hopefully, you didn't drink too much because you don't want to be drinking and driving. But anyway, now you're tired. You're full of fattening food. You're full of sugar from the donut and the coffee. You can't wake up at a decent time. You wake up late. You need to get somewhere. So you get something fast. Let me stop by
1: McDonald's. Get some. Get something real quick for McDonald's because that's good for me. That's all a problem. And that's you being the same you, regardless of what you've done up to that point.
0: What will start to happen is you'll hit a rebirth stage or somewhere along the way, you go out to eat. And as I said, somebody offers you a Chicken sandwich, a fried chicken sandwich. And you're like, no, give me the grilled chicken sandwich. And they're like, oh, okay. They tried to slide a big iced tea across to you. It's like, hey, we have the sweet iced tea. Go ahead and drink this. And you're like, no, actually, I'm good. I'll have a, uh you know, something less sweet. I'll have a apple juice and seltzer, maybe a pineapple seltzer. Cut down on some of the sugar by Throwing some seltzer water in there. Maybe that's your thing. I don't know. Then the meal comes. You're full, but you kind of want to finish the rest of it anyway. So you just go ahead and finish eating because everybody else is still eating. So you just finish the food anyway. That would have been the old you. Maybe when you're finished with your food, you call the waiter over and say, box the rest of this up. And they're like, oh, you don't like it? Oh, oh, you don't like your grilled chicken sandwich and pineapple seltzer water? Oh, you didn't like it? And they want to make fun of you because you're not doing what you used to do. But you're like, no, no, I'm wrapping this thing up. Uh, you, you might just, I used to wrap food up to act like I was going to eat it but then just throw it away later. How about that? People didn't like the idea of throwing away food. I didn't feel like dealing with that kind of pushback. So sometimes I would just wrap the food up and then throw it away later if I didn't want it. Sometimes I'd wrap the food up and then eat it in small portions later. Still, Still better than forcing yourself to eat it right then. So, yeah, maybe instead of, you know, driving home and getting coffee and donuts, why don't you take a nap? Set your alarm for 15 minutes in the restaurant parking lot or whatever. Maybe it's only 7 o'clock at night. 15-minute nap. And then you're refreshed enough to drive home
1: without it. Or maybe, maybe instead of a, a hot coffee,
0: maybe you just get A hot drink maybe that the heat is enough to keep you awake get a lollipop I don't know play loud music do something but what I'm saying is you start getting you start you're being resolute at this point where you're like no I know what I'm doing is going against what I've resolved to do and I have my reason for doing it this way so I need to start pushing back against some of this this negativity this thing that's pushing me in the direction I don't want to go, which which is the definition of negativity. And I need to start thinking about going in a positive direction.
1: So now you're getting in a positive direction. A better way of thinking about things. A better way of going ahead with
0: it. It may not be perfect. It may be silly. It may be kind of goofy. It may not even work. You may have to try many things. But at some point, You're going to go out with your friends and you're going to sit down and they're going to say, well, what do do you have? And you might say, oh, I'm just having the sushi. And it's like, oh, okay, usually eat the steak with us or the chicken sandwich, yeah, I'm not ordering that. Or you might order the whatever. And then you might not start going out to eat with your friends. Maybe you meet up with them at the bar, but you go eat with somebody else. Maybe your whole friends group changes. Maybe after you stop eating like that, you realize the only reason you're hanging out with them was to eat like a fat ass.
1: That was a weird inflection. Fat ass, not fat ass. What I'm saying is, when
0: you're resolute and you're of a certain ilk, you will start to separate yourself from where you were and be reborn as another version of you. I have a group of friends, they still go out to eat, and I just don't meet with
1: them. I meet with them in other places and it's all good. And if I do go out with them, you know, one time they went
0: out to uh, Taco Bell and I was like, cool. I met them there and they had food from somewhere else. I mean, Taco Bell, the manager might come out and say, excuse me, sir, you're not supposed to be eating other food. Make
1: it out of here. It's Taco Bell. They ain't gonna say anything. Anyway, that is having the rebirth
0: when all of a sudden, you're, you realize that you're in a different lane. That You're in the far right lane, and now you're three lanes over. You're like, yeah, I'm not getting off the off ramp. I'm three lanes over now. I'm on a different lane. I'm going, I'm in the line to go somewhere else. The off ramp is going to take people that way. I'm going to go this way. You may still be in the same place physically, but people see you a little differently. You see the world a little differently. Your rebirth is there. Maybe people were used to getting a bunch of gifts during Christmas, but you know, you stopped splurging on Christmas gifts. You started keeping that for your closer friends. Everybody's like, hey, I didn't, I didn't receive my, my coffee mug and t-shirt this year. What happened? It's like, hey, um, not sending them to everybody this year. Sorry. You might need you might need to do that. If you're not really worried about the social group of friends, you might just need to pull back on that. But you only start ha- getting that, that realization that you're separating from where you used to be and you start attaching to where you're going, attaching to the energies that are going in your direction. That's when you start having that rebirth. And at some point,
1: whether you consciously realize it or not, your mind will have switched over. So I'm
0: making this sound like it's a long process sometimes it's an actual it's an actual instantaneous change at any of, at any of these four stages. Sometimes you just have an instantaneous thing that says, "Nope, I am never doing that again," and it just happens like that. Sometimes it builds up over years where you're a little better year by year. but it just depends so don't hurt yourself if you're If you're, you know, you don't have, if something changes too quickly and you're like, I don't know what's going on, it's fine. You may just be changing for the week. You may snap back, learn something and keep trying, keep going again. But anyway, those are the four. That is once again, reason, resolve, resolution and rebirth. And I've gone through all these stages many times and I mark it down like this. I have a wildly different view of resolutions, goals, objectives, aspirations trajectories and strategies than everybody else I know, but it works for me. And I hope that what this has done is showing you that there are different ways of thinking about this. Listen, don't just write something on a board. Start getting a reason together and work on that reason every day. Say, well, you know what? This reason wasn't strong enough. Let me make it stronger. You know what? This reason is a little too all over the place. Let me focus it a little bit you know what, this reason is a little too tight. Maybe I need to expand my reasoning a little bit. And then once you've gotten your reason down, try to resolve any of the problems or any of the obstacles or any of the um, detriments to that reasoning and rationale. Start trying to resolve them. Start trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I make this work? Okay, how can I still hang out with my friends without turning into a fat ass like the rest of them? Okay, how can I go to the gym and not become a gym rat? I don't, I don't like gyms. I don't, how can I get fit? You know, how can I, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I don't need to work out so much as I do. need to change my diet. Okay. Maybe I don't need to change my diet except for change the friends that I eat with. Okay. Maybe it's not so much. And you're going to go do a lot of back and forth. So that's the resolve part. Once again, you get to your resolution. Once you start getting into that resolute state where you start settling into, I believe this, and I don't go for that. I avoid that. And I go towards this. Once you get to that resolute state and if you're looking at a, if you're looking at a graph, you can put a dot on one part of the graph, that's your current self, another part of the dot, which you don't, another set of dots of where you don't want to be and another set of dots of where you want to be. And you should have some sort of direction, which I call a trajectory. That's sending you in a basic direction. You get a resolution, you have a resolute nature. You're going, you don't know how you're going to get there, but you're going in some direction that you know is good for you. And you're going to be figuring out along the way, you're going to be taking, trying shortcuts, you're going to be trying long cuts that don't work either. You're going to be trying a lot of different ways to get on this path. But if you're of a resolute nature, you're just going to keep at it because that's you now. You're like that baby who no longer wants the bottle. He wants the sippy cup and he wants the real person cup. In fact, he may even want a crystal glass. He may want a glass out of the, out of the nice shelf where nobody drinks from. Finally, you get your rebirth stage where you're settled in and you're starting to actually make changes. That's when things start to get weird and unfamiliar because you don't know what's going on in this new world, this new state. And You may actually want to snap back to your old way of doing things just because it's more comfortable. But no, you are in the rebirth stage. And listen, I hope that was good for you. Uh, I'm going to try to keep these at about an hour or less, but this was the four that were on my mind. And it was important that I put it out there like this because, hey, New Year's time. This is Creativity Threads Life, the podcast where we talk about creativity and all of its connections in and out of life, whether you're creative or not.